Well, we are very blessed and privileged to have Andrew here, jet lag and all. <laughs> they just uh, made it to the States a day or two, three days ago maybe. And um, so he has several places around the world he's going to share with you, I'm sure, about what he's doing and give you an update. And if you're new here and you haven't been here when he's been here with us before, um, he's been come, we have him come in once a year and uh, kind of give an update on what the Lord's doing with him. And with some of you here real faithfully have been supporting him. And um, so we have we know that even though we're not there physically with him, we're we're there in heart in spirit and in pocketbook. Right. And, that, and that's an extension of ourselves. So, Andrew, if you would come and and share what the Lord has on your heart and give us an update and. Uh, Thank you, Pastor Sarah, Jennifer. Wonderful to be with you all. I, I apologize for my wife. She just couldn't handle it. She said, babe, I, I can't keep my eyes open. Uh, and so I put my alarm on to make sure I can. <laughs> just being real. So, uh, but we're here, praise God. Actually, the, the more we push through it, the better. Tonight's going to be groundbreaking. It's the first time I'll preach from the notes on my cell phone. I've never done, I wondered how do they do it, but tonight I'm going to break loose. I feel comfortable enough, right? So, great. Well, I also flew in a few days back and I don't have a printer there, but it's all here. I, but I really felt this was what the Holy Spirit is encouraging me to do. Andrew, share. So it's really our life story and the incredible hand and provision of Almighty God for Apt Foundation and our Door of Hope over these 31 years. God's work done God's way will never lack God's resources. I forget who to give the credit for, but from the word of God, we know what Philippians 4.19 says. For my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'd like to qualify there. It says all our needs and he has met and supplied every single one of our needs. We have not lacked for anything. Praise God. So again, just to, 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 to reassure folk, this is not an appeal for funds. And by the way, Pastor already shared with me what he wants to do. So uh, regardless, this is not an appeal, but a testimony to God's mighty hand of provision and blessing. Many, many years ago when I was in Brisbane, Australia... I still remember my late wife, Patsy, was with us. Paul and Sandy, you will know. Uh, Jim and Deb Wolf, you would know. Uh, um, Larry and Karen Hostetter, you would know. Uh, there's some others, but just the lighting, I might miss. Uh, uh, oh, that's Scott and Silese. Whoa, is it Scott and Karen? Whoa, it's coming back to me now. And then Alan and Levina. Your parents here? Alan, Lee, and Vera? It's okay, but they, 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 those folk would know us from a long time back. But uh, way back when Patsy and I were in Brisbane, Australia, I got an email. Those weren't yet the days of the other, other online platforms. Uh, I, now, here I've used the last names, but for these testimonies, I'll only give you first names. If you twig on who the last name was, that's fine for you. A brother named Rick who moved from here to Florida sent me an email, and he said, Brother Andrew, he was as serious as could be. 
I need to ask you. I'm on a couple of ministry boards. Every time we meet, they say, we need funds, we need money, we need money. But you come back and say, God's enabled us to operate in the black. In case you're not aware, that's the opposite of operating in the red. Which the federal government does very well. How do you do it? And I had no immediate answer. I needed to sleep on it for four or five days. And then I replied to Rick and said, this is what came out of my heart. It's very spiritual to sleep over major important things. Don't just spew off something just like that. I said, Brother Rick, I cannot speak for other ministries. But all I can share is that in our personal lives, God has taught us to live within our means and to operate in the black. So I simply submit to you that wherever the head goes, the tail follows. If Andrew's operating in the black, then whatever he puts his hand to would operate likewise. Or what God has called him to. And Rick's response was, I get it, thank you, that's it. I wasn't, I didn't mention any name, any ministry. I don't even know which ministry boards he's on. But if we allow the Spirit of God to perform that in our lives, then it will follow in all that the Father has called us to do and to be. So that's just laying the groundwork now. If we are faithful and obedient, Isaiah 1.19, if we are willing and obedient, the Word of God says, we shall eat the good of the land. Here's another beautiful quote I love. Doing things God's way will produce the desired results. And hear this as a shocker. Even if a non-Christian applies biblical principles, he or she will still get blessed because it's a biblical principle. How much more children of the living God? Doing things God's way will produce the desired results. The principles are the same so the results will follow. God's word will never return to him void. We know that. It will accomplish what it was sent forth to do. So when we operate in line with the principles of God's word, it will bring forth fruit. Isaiah 55 verse 11, the Lord says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me void, but it will accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper in the thing whereto I send it. So I'm beginning now, I'm going to list a few. There's this precious young couple who used to live in Arizona. They've now moved to Colorado, and she serves, has served for the last, I don't know, 12, 14 years as our ministry bookkeeper. So anything you send, even from here, it goes to the Colorado P.O. Box, so it rings a bell. So John and Naomi, obviously I have her on my board. She knows the books better than I do. Now, here's an encouragement for anyone running a ministry or desirous to get involved in ministry. We do not receive one single check. First of all, I'm in Timbuktu. Don't send it to me there. The bank will charge me 25 US dollars just to convert it. And if it's a $25 gift, it's gone. So it needs to go to a US-based address. Naomi's on our board. She knows the books completely. I need her at the board meeting. She can explain every nickel and dime. 
when they were, she's four years younger than him. He was about 29 when she was 25. Remember the ages. I met him because when we first moved to Arizona, we were looking for a church. So we were visiting here and there. And then my son Luke, who was a toddler then, he's 27 now in Australia. He said, Dad, that guy there, he acted Jesus in our Sunday school kit. Uh, skit. So I went up, I said, hi, what's your name? And he said, I'm John, as in Jonathan. And he kept addressing me as Mr. Taylor, kind of formally. I found out, I was new to Arizona, that he's an IT whiz. Now it's nice to have someone like that, right, Scott, who can fix up your laptop or whatever. I latched onto him. He said, okay, here, sure, here's my number and my email address. John and Naomi became fast friends, even though they were quite a bit younger than Patsy and I quite a bit younger. She was expecting their first child. Long story short, through an amazing... Now, remember, listening, if you're in ministry, ministry is ministry. Personal is personal. You don't mix the two. You know, CWI is, is CWI with their funding. Pastor Sid and Jennifer's personal funding is their finances, their personal finances. I understood that from an early stage. So App Foundation has its own 501c3 with the government. Every check goes to Naomi. She tells me, party John and Mary Smith sent $20. And I'm like, now who's John and Mary Smith? Can, which church? What, can you put the address down for our database? So I don't, I basically don't touch it. And everything has to go through the board. And I said to the board one year, anything above this amount, I need the board's approval. I can't just do anything. Even though I've got big projects, you have to approve it. And I still remember my vice president right now. He's a financial guy. He said, that's very wise, Andrew, because otherwise we could be liable too. We're on the board. And if you just do checks like that. So John and Naomi, personal now, they were renting a one-bedroom apartment, and she was pregnant with her first child. They now have four biological and two adopted, six. I said, why are you guys renting? He said, we don't have the money for a deposit. And it was a good time to buy. And, and uh, Please don't misunderstand me. I'm just telling you the truth. I drove around myself with no real estate agent in Phoenix, Arizona. I found a house. And I, I said, okay, well, this is the deposit. Patsy and I want to help you all with this deposit. And through that, that, that's just to make the long story short. They were like, I can't believe it. The day we were moving and his dad was like, you're a good man. I'm like, no, only God is good all the time. But we are, you know, his children, hallelujah. Now watch how this progresses. John and Naomi are so grateful that they've transitioned into a house. God starts to bless them as their income increases. They paid that money back just like that. Then we come back from the Fiji Islands one year. I said, John, we've got this second piece of land and I feel it's time to build a branch school there. And they were just sitting down having a chat. It wasn't like over dinner. And he says to me, the four of us, Luke was a little guy. You know, Naomi and I feel the Lord has given us a business plan. And we plan on launching this. If it takes off as per projections. Remember he's 29. She's 25. If it takes off as per projections. We would like to sow $150,000 into that project. 
I'm like, dude, you ain't 30 yet. (laughs) I didn't say it. I'm thinking it. (laughs) Sure, you know, I've learned don't don't hold your breath, you know. (laughs) They started that project. It was a student loans business because everyone wants to know what it was. It didn't take off like a jumbo jet. It took off like the space shuttle. They got $1,000 to their business for every one they signed up for, for those student loans. In, a, in, in less than a year, they pulled in $300,000. Before I knew it, I, I don't know where in the world I was, Indonesia, India, Australia, somewhere, $30,000 into App Foundation. Okay. Then after a month or so, two, three months, another $30,000. So that's 60000 That leaves 90000 And we come back to Arizona. Before we could come, he sent me an email. I've got some sad news. At that point, and I'll just be totally politically incorrect and tell you, at that point, whenever that year was, uh, the Republicans lost the White House. So it was bad news for the economy. (laughs) And uh, the the, the new uh, party in the White House changed the rules, and so they couldn't efficiently run that business anymore. But they had made a good amount in that time. He said, so we're going to have to shut the business down. And he had rented a beautiful office, multiple lines, the internet connections, the furniture, everything. He said, we're going to have to sell it for pennies on the dollar. Listen closely, my friend. He had every right to say, look, we can't make the last 90. We want to use the rest for our our family or whatever. He drove up to our house in Phoenix. And he said, here's the last check. You know, I've never had a piece of paper make my hand feel so heavy. It's like $90,000. I'm like, and... He's already told me in writing the government's changed, the rules have changed, it's got to close the business for pennies on the dollar. He hands me the check. I'm almost feeling guilty to receive it. And his cell phone, those days were the heavier ones, the flip phones, if you remember. His flip phone rang. He's standing there in the same room in my house. And the phone rings. He says, hello. And it's a friend of his who was a businessman who owed a huge chunk of money, this is way back then, to the IRS and taxes. But he could offset it if he bought another business before the tax year closed. John is standing with me, haven't given me the $90,000 check. And he says, John, do you still have the business? John says, yeah, but I'm going to... John is very honest, I need to have to close it. He said, no, 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 I want to buy it from you. On the spot, he offered John $100,000 for that business. Ten grand profit for coming and giving me. I mean, you know, how can you doubt? So it's, uh, I'm probably going to quote it to you later, but we need to allow, let the Holy Spirit enable us to metamorphose from caterpillar to butterfly. I pray we catch that. Somebody here needs that tonight. I need to let the Holy Spirit let me metamorphose from the caterpillar stage to the butterfly stage. 
I'm just stunned myself. So I said, John, that's it. We went and did that project. There were five buildings. I said, Apt is going to pay your plane ticket. You're coming down to Fiji and I'll throw an Australia on the side for you. You need to come and dedicate that project. So we got John to come all the way to Fiji to dedicate that building. So that's just testimony number one. Now, the others may not be the same magnitude or quantity, but they'll touch your heart just as much. And in fact, it'll show you my attitude, how God was dealing with me in some other situations. Amazing. So instead of selling it for pennies on the dollar, he got $100,000. And they moved into a beautiful home, but now the family was growing. And then from there, they moved to Colorado, where they wanted acreage and horses and stuff. So that's why they're there now. Friends, nothing is too difficult for God. When we flow with God, see, I got ahead of myself. He will cause us to switch from caterpillar mode to butterfly mode. And one Sunday, I was in the Fiji Islands again this time. I was preaching in a new, uh, it wasn't nicely walled like this, just like zinc sheeting, you know, and rough hewn wooden posts. There were no pews. No chairs. Everybody was sitting on the ground. And I'm preaching. And in the middle of the message, I just felt impressed. I said, Pastor, how much would it take to put benches in here? <laughs> no time to think. He just said, oh, 2,000 bucks. I said, okay. Meet me by Tuesday. Uh, it's unusual to do something like that spontaneous. So now those of you who are part of this ministry, I hope you're getting more excited like, man, this is something else. Uh, I said, Tuesday, I'll get it to you. This is Sunday. I said, Tuesday. Monday, I'm lecturing at the Bible College. I go home. Now, these were the days of faxes. So you see the time frame. And my late wife, she says, babe, a fax came in from Dave in... in, in, in uh, Okay, he had a, I'll give you a hint. He had, he had a transmission business in Leola. Okay. I think they also now spent time in Florida. Got a fax from Dave. He says, and what's the wording of it? He doesn't know, but the Holy Spirit, I'm sure, has really caught a hold of him. He says, I need to get you $5,000 as quick as possible. What's the fastest way to send it to you? And I'm like, Lord, I only pledged 2,000 Fiji dollars. That's 1,000 US dollars. He wants to send me 5,000 US dollars. I should have promised more. <laughs> I just went with what the pastor told me. He said, two grand. I said, two grand. You got it on Tuesday. How could that happen? You know, so again, metamorphose. Let the Holy Spirit take. And some of you may have already allowed him to do that. But for those others who are yet, you know, what a caterpillar does, it's it's kind of, millimeter or tenth of an inch at a time. It's groping its way, holding and clinging on to that leaf. But oh, once it goes through that chrysalis stage and into a butterfly. I need to get it to you as soon as possible. You can better believe you got a fax back pronto for me. So in that case, it's just like, and then that's it. That church, same benches. I've preached in that church since then. Never again have they had to sit on the floor. Now, uh, this is going to bless a good percentage here. When Luke was a young teenager, so he's 27, he was about 14 or 30, there was a company that came through, excellent, 
World View Academy. And they used LBC, Lancaster Bible College campus, for teenagers to give them a good perspective on, you know, to give them an idea of what your worldview is about. What are you going to do on Tuesday? You know, our worldview, our ideology, our philosophy, what we really believe, is it founded on the Word of God? So Luke went, and there was another boy named Luke. In, it's a good, good sized group. But somehow these two Lukes kind of got on well, and uh, uh, on the last day, the parents came to collect their kids. The kids actually stayed there for the whole week. And they went to McDonald's on uh, 272 down there. And I remember going to pick up Luke. And there's this one lady there. I'll give you the first names again. Tim and Christine, both doctors. I've never met them before. I don't know where they fellowship or anything. And she was there to pick up her Luke. I was there to pick up my Luke with a couple other parents. And there were about six kids of their parents. And she just kind of casually asked questions and that's it. We went our way. She took our information. Next thing I knew, five grand to the ministry. It's like, Lord, at least, you know, I have some people, I know them first name, last name, husband, wife. This is like from out of the blue. And they've sustained that every year since then. I, I don't know how to explain that. But here's the point that will encourage some of us here about the Tim and Christine. Many times it's the quiet, unobtrusive ones that make the biggest difference in the kingdom. Many times it's the quiet, unobtrusive ones that make the biggest difference in the kingdom. Now, next testimony. There was one church at that time they were meeting kind of like Route 30, 462 Junction. Anyway, I'll, I'll. often like we just did, Pastor Sid and Jennifer, you saw we did the PowerPoint for the ministry and then we ministered the word and uh, he's already shared with me that he wants to do an offering. But even if not, hear what happened at this church on this Sunday. It was around the 4th of July. Well, we're just after the 4th of July. So there were people from out of town, etc., the pastor called us up, and he, he, did, he, he had not invited me to minister the word, but he just said, we wanted you to come and share about the ministry. I, this is the only time I can remember in 31 years I had this ex encounter or experience. We shared about the ministry, and I thought, at least maybe, come on, we're human, run with me, okay? Maybe he'll take a little offering for the ministry. Right after we were done sharing the PowerPoint of the ministry, he shared with the congregation, well, now you see what our congregation's involved in. Let's take up our tithes and offerings. I had a tood. It's like, our PowerPoint, and now you take up, I'm, personally, I feel you take up your tithes and offerings first, like you did tonight. You should have nothing to do with the minister, you know, and then fine. But I'm like, Lord, I'm sitting there stewing. Uh, you need, this is over, you know, about 15 years ago. Lord, I can't believe this. I can't, and we had a book table in the back and stuff. I, I can't. But I, I mean, you know, you, I sat through the whole thing. They took their tithes and offerings, which they need to, but I was just concerned about the timing. And after we were done, my, my wife wasn't, was ailing a bit, so I said, babe, take your time. I said, I'll go quick to the book table. And this one gentleman 
came up to me from a pillar, behind a pillar, he and his wife. He said, uh, how much is it for your three books? At that time, I had copies of the other books. I said, if you want all three, uh, it's $10 each. Or if you want to do a $50 tax-deductible donation to the ministry, you can have one of each. So he just plodded over to his wife, who was kind of hiding behind the pillar. And she wrote a check, and he came and handed it to me. Now, there was no offering. Remember that, that Sunday. I was doing about it. <laughs> it's like God's not big enough for something. Come on. So, and he handed me the check, and I gave him the three. And then I looked. He's walking. I said, sir, it is $500. I said, sir, there's one zero too many. It's only $50. He said, no, my wife knows how much is on the account. And that's about 15 years ago. Every single month. They're from Missouri visiting for 4th of July weekend. I've never seen them before or since. Not only 500 bucks, then every month $50. Now they've gone down to 20 because they're post-retirement. Think about that. And I'm like, God, I'm packing up now. It's time. Everyone basically gone. Packing up the box and a young guy comes to me. He's got a business, he and his brother, in Mount Joy. Uh, trucks. Truck bodies. I'm giving you some clues. Brandon Heather is the first name. I never met him. Don't know him from a bar of soap. I'm packing up. Well, I already had 500 bucks. That wasn't bad. It was a blessing. Considering there was no offering. <laughs> and it's not that you have to go because there's an offering. I'm just saying the, the timing was never done before. So here comes Brian. I don't know his name. And she says... Uh, What's the best way? I'd like to give a significant gift to your ministry. What's the best way to do it? So we're being hosted by Dick and Karen Mellinger on Forey Road. Uh, so I gave them that address. And within about four days, a $2,000 check came. I'm like, God. I said, son, without an offering, you got $2,500. And you were sitting there stewing with an attitude. And that's not all. From that month, that's the same 15 years ago, it's $150 a month from that business every single month. And then, three summers ago, just to get into a little more nuts and bolts of the same business in Mount Joy, it's not too far from Landisville here. Oh, we are in Landisville, that's right. <laughs> Suddenly, my bookkeeper, Naomi in Colorado, she said, Andrew, there has been no gifts from this business for about seven months or something. I mean, she gets every check, so she keeps tabs on it. I'm like, now come on, put yourself in my shoes. What do you do? You don't go to someone and say, hey, excuse me, you know, to <laughs> stop giving to the ministry. And uh, I was sleeping in the afternoon. And I had a dream. And I woke up sobbing, trenched. Get up. Get in your car. Go to Brian's business. And just open your heart. I didn't even really explain to Anne. Now Anne's in my life. I said, babe, I'm going out. I'll be back. In other words, don't stop me. While the tears are drying, I drove up to the business for the first time ever in that business. I had the address in my database. And it's a huge business. Truck bodies. They said, please wait. Brian comes out. Andrew Taylor, come on in. <laughs> he put me in his uh, alligator. Is that what they call it? Alligator? That little, it's better than, yeah, better than a golf cart, you know. Shows me the whole acreage of these truck bodies and refrigerated truck bodies. Like, cool, we go back and I'm like, Lord, how do I say it? I said, Brother Brad, 
Please don't misunderstand me. But it's been quite a few months. A bookkeeper just shared with me that uh, the financial component from you all has not been coming in. And I understand. He said, what? He got on his phone instantly to his wife. Heather, have we discontinued App Foundation support? He didn't know. But they had some internal restructuring and somehow this has slipped through the cracks. But the Holy Spirit woke me up sobbing in my bed right here across the room. She said, she said, no, we did a restructuring maybe. Immediately he said, you're back on the books. We're doubling it to $300. <laughs> and right there in his office, he printed out a $2,000 check. This is for your duress. I've never woken up sobbing like that. I'm driven by the Holy Spirit. You can't just go to people. They have every right, you know. Maybe business went down. Maybe they have more children. You just leave them alone. You know? So... Uh, just rejoice with me. This is all to rejoice about. That was Brian and Heather. And then the Earthwind Living Word Academy, which is now LCCS. I taught there. One girl, she was severe in learning disability. Penny. Signed up to give one dollar a month. <laughs> How can I be an unjust steward? Severe learning disability. Signs and pledges one dollar a month. That to me was God saying, This is the modern widow's might, Andrew. So you be careful. Steward of what I entrust you. I shared that with Luke. He's gone on this journey with me. Another stunning testimony. Jim and Esther. He used to play guitar for the seniors in those days. They live near kind of Hummelstown area. What a fabulous sense of humor he has. They had been a blessing to the ministry. And then we heard that they'd split up. It can happen. I know many, many couples where that's happened. And then I was in the widowed part of my life, that three years gap. No Patsy now, not yet remarried. I clearly remember it was just Luke and I, we came here. And the God had done a healing work in their marriage. So I can't say I had anything to do with that. And they called me and said, we'd like to take Luke and you to Greenfield Restaurant. Sam and Lancaster County, you can relate to us. Our God is real. I want to take you both. We, both. we want to take you both. God has brought us back together. We want to treat you all to dinner. So I've been to some nice restaurants. I already always get paid for. <laughs> you know, it's a blessing. But that was the time. Hear this carefully. Uh, home church had, had how do I put this in a gracious way, uh, reduced all mission support by 50%. And I needed, I felt in my heart, Andrew, you've got to raise at least 
not one-time gifts, $600 per month commitments to help to offset that. Because there were other churches that were coming in. But you need another $600 per month. I had raised that summer another $300 per month commitments. This was the last 10 days of our trip that summer. Just Luke and I. And we had finished dinner. Jim's got a great sense of humor. We almost laughed ourselves off the chairs. And then dessert came. And I'm thinking, Lord, I still haven't said a word. So when dessert came, I said, hey, Jim and Esther, this is what's happened, the cutbacks. And I came with a mission. And so far, the Holy Spirit, the Lord has enabled us to get $300 in monthly commitments. We're $300 short. Now, Jim is your typical Caucasian, a little more pale than the rest. He turned red as a beet. He was flushed completely. He said, how much did you say? I said, we need to raise another $300 per month yet. Did you say $300? I said, yes. He said, before we stepped out of the car, that's in the parking lot of Greenfield Restaurant. He said, I said to Esther, I feel we need to pledge $300 to App Foundation. I already signed the check in the car. Here's the check. I walked out after they left. I said to Luke, my son, you have no excuse. You have seen the hand of God in this ministry. You are without excuse. Amazing, amazing, amazing testimonies. I don't know how congregation, you have to be a praying church. The Holy Spirit said, this is what I want you to share. Pour your heart out to this church tonight. How can we become complacent or take anything for granted when we see firsthand and experience such things? Worse yet, how can we fall away from God into sin and bring a reproach to his name? When we temporarily moved back from Brisbane, Australia to Lapridge, that's Route 30 and 896 intersection, temporarily. And then we went from there to Arizona. Within eight months, we moved. I never dreamed we would move that fast. So many aspects of the house were done for us additionally at no charge by local folk. There was one Mel and Rachel who had a stonemasonry business. This one couple of the 37 houses in that development came by. Listen to the quote from non-believers. They came as friends to introduce themselves to us. Knocked on the door. I came out with my wife. And they said, oh, this stone is lovely, this front stone face. How did you get that done? How much? I said, well, we've got friends and they did it at no charge. The lady looked at her husband in front of us and said, we're obviously working for the wrong boss. I never forgot that. We want Jesus to be our boss. Amen. I encourage you, come, metamorphose with me. Not that some haven't. From the caterpillar stage to the butterfly stage, my friend. And then you will bask in the light, life, and love of Jesus.
Uh, Brother Alan Lee Zimmerman, do we have that PowerPoint uh, ready? Oh, awesome. Look at that. So I can just look up here. So very quickly, we are a tax-exempt organization in the U.S. called APT Foundation. Uh, and as uh, Pastor said, said, through your congregation, there are folk who bless the ministry. We deeply appreciate that. Uh, today, well, tomorrow is the 11th. I only have one child, a son, and he's a 7-Eleven baby. So, so if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see uh, uh, he turns 27. Luke is in uh, Brisbane, Australia, and he's completing this, this year he should be finishing his degree in counseling and psychology. Friends of mine who've known me for years have asked me, well, wh how come he chose that? I said, well, he realizes his dad's kind of veering off course a bit with time. <laughs> That's just tongue-in-cheek, you know. But uh, he did say something. He has said this to me three times at least over the last four years or so. He said, Dad, I'm not so much interested in making money as I want to help people. That has blessed my heart to no end. And people have said, with that kind of attitude, God will bless him with, with what he needs too. Amazing. So uh, that just so happens tomorrow's his birthday. So I, actually, it's today. He's already in his birthday today in Australia. So there you go. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So my wife, Anne, has a project for children from the slums. She's actually corrected me, and she was right. She said, you don't call them slum children. They are children who happen to be from the slums by no choice of theirs. So she has a passion. She's an architect. And the worst mistake she made when we got married was she thought she would redesign me. But <laughs> she gave up architecture, uh, left at that point. She was in Adelaide, Australia and wanted to come back to Bangalore, India, uh, to serve the children who were trapped in this this place. So she started a project named Door of Hope, just an example of some of the slum, slum dwellings uh, where these children are. That's a poster child for the project next. Uh, oh, I should say this while we hold on that. That's Anne there. Um, things have ground to quite a standstill because of the lockdowns in different countries. It was just, I felt... Uh, naked, driving around the day after I got here because there was no mask on my face. And saw a police car like, where's the mask? <laughs> and I said, wow, I don't have to wear it here, praise God. Thank God for our conservative state senators who overrode, I think, the diktat of the uh, gentleman on top. Uh, <laughs> I'm not as tactless as this. <laughs> Uh, so what she has done, though, in spite of the lockdown there, she had her staff coming with their own children. So there's like eight of their own children. Uh, but, but anyway, so that's, uh, she, that was a previous picture of her with the boys and me with the girls. These are her staff. Next. Uh, yeah, just another picture. In fact, that lady uh, in the middle with the glasses in the back was on our board. She used to come every Wednesday. 71 years old, and she just went to be with Jesus like this this past month. Anne broke down sobbing. Ursula would come every Wednesday, a highly qualified private school teacher, worked and taught in the Gulf countries also. Uh, but it's amazing, you know, in her case, she said to Anne, she cared for many of her siblings who had been ailing, non-Christians, 
But she, and she was single all her life. She said, I never want to be a burden to my family. And one Sunday afternoon, she just went to be with Jesus. She was literally riding her scooter one day and was with Jesus the next, floating with the angels in the clouds the next. Amazing. Uh, but that has also shaken up uh, Anne a bit to lose a dear, uh, faithful volunteer. Next. Um, yes, just $10 a month to sponsor a child. Next. Uh, we run a vacation Bible school, which we could not do this year. I'm just telling you. But every year, otherwise, we have done this. And by the way, we eat the same food as the children do. And if you check out my profile, I'm none the worse for wear. Next. <laughs> These are two children of one of our staff. And obviously our spouse is different to us. We have different DNA and hopefully gender. Hello. <laughs> That's what we're talking about going for Tuesday for, right? Um, but she has hired all her four staff ladies were Hindus when she hired them. I wouldn't do that. And every one of them have become rock-solid believers. They even have a day of fasting and prayer. It's like, a, you know, God just works through different, that's her personality. And they just come to Christ. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, so that's one of the staff's two children. Next. Um, oh, yeah. So those who demonstrate a scholastic aptitude. Her children are from 18 months to four years. Then they go into a government school, which is kind of uh, you know, the economy there is pretty poor. So uh, it's not really. And they teach in the vernacular language. So we have to sponsor them to a English medium school, which is $150 per child uh, for the whole year. That's uniform, books, etc. And uh, they could be your next telemarketer. Hello, how can I help you today? <laughs> My name is Philip Brown. <laughs> Nah, not exactly. <laughs> Next. Uh, this is the completed project. And you know what? I, I, I was wrestling. I said, Lord, I have a message ready for tonight. But just like that, he said, no, I want, to, I want you to share some of the... I'm 64 now. That's two to the power of five. Just a little maths cutesy. But... Uh, so there's been some ministry experience. He said, I want you to share to the glory of my name how I have sustained your ministry financially. So it's nothing for, not a plea for, for, for funding. Please relax. It's to encourage you too to see how the hand of God has moved in our ministry these 31 plus years. So this building was done completely on a cash basis, but there were two things that were left. It was an old little building where the real estate taxes were minimal. So we needed to get that changed because so many square meters, they use the term meters there. And the extended lockdown, keeping me longer than usual, worked in our favor so I could connect with the right government authorities and get it done. And instead of it being like, uh, let's say, 70... $10,000 a year real estate tax for the whole project, it was reduced by me working with the right persons to about $3,500 a year. Perpetually. So that's a huge, I mean, that would be incremental. You know, you talk about mills and stuff. But the extended lockdown worked in our favor. You know, no matter what the enemy tries, God always has the last word and the last laugh through his children. 
And then there was one other thing. We have our own bore well. Now, this is something in America we just take for granted. You know, you build a house, you just have the plumber, the electrician, you put the tap on. But there, you get uh, public utility water, like Hemfield Water Supply, you know what I mean? Uh, three times a week, sometimes two times a week. And even the master valve, they don't open it the full 12 threads. It's only like five threads, so it kind of trickles them. We have our own bore well. So the way they work it there is you dig a partially submerged large tank, like 70,000 liters, I'm not sure. Divide that by three and three quarters for gallons. And when it comes the three times at night, and then do it at like 2 a.m. so you're fast asleep, trickles in, you've got to fill it up. And you have to have a pump there to pump it up to the tank upstairs from where by gravity flow it comes down. I've become a little engineer over time, haven't I? <laughs> no, you just figure it out. If not, you don't have water. So we've been, for three and a half years since we built this, we've been only sustained on our own bore well. They drill. You'll hit water about two, three hundred feet. Don't get excited. That's just, you need to go down to about 800 feet. And so thank God for that. But it's illegal to have a, a project without the public works department's water supply. And that covers the water as well as the cess, the sewage connection. So we've had the sewage connection and not paid anything for th three and a half years. That's weighing on my mind. They assessed us just to connect the public water supply. This is all for real. You know, it's just in a developing country, they assessed us at $30,000 just to get the connection. And then, of course, you get your monthly bills for water and sewage. So the extended lockdown worked again in our favor. I got a hold of those, uh, th those guys in charge. And by God's grace, I got it down to 20000 Are you thinking that's still shocking? Yes, but now it's done once and for all. And after we paid that, we got, after I, I worked with the authorities, they, the issue was called a demand note, which means now you pay that $20,000, I'm, I'm, I'm dollarifying it for you, uh, and uh, then you can get your plumber and do the connection. We paid the money, got the new meter, water meter, got the plumber, no water. How do you like that? And they said, sir... The water mains is running on the other side of the street. So here's the street. This is lower and we are higher. So these houses are getting water, but you're not. I thought, we've paid enough money. We've done all that we know that's right. I called the chief executive engineer. He happened to be in the office. Can I please come? What's this about? I said, this is the church building. I, they, 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 there's a cross there. They identified it. He said, okay, come. I said, sir. You know we've paid every penny. We've got the connection done. Still no water. He said, I'll see that you get water. He dialed their official plumber. I was after that guy for two weeks. Literally. He gave me the number. And finally they dug a huge, like a big a square in the ground. It's about five houses away from us. Brought a truck with an... 250 feet cleaning cable. They had to, the, the pipe, the main master pipe, which is running on the other side, literally my, the diameter is my span, 
cut it with the, you know, what do you call the X, the grinder, whatever it's called. Used a hammer, I watched it with excitement. <laughs> and then they put that hose in from that truck and ran it down. It was still one whole house short of our project. And I'm like, oh dear, so near and yet so far. Well, they ended up uh, welding back together. And the next time water came through, we got water, thank God. You know, after paying all the money, jumping through all the hoops, and still not getting water. So that happened a week and a half before we flew out. So I needed, the Lord knew how much time I needed to get all this stuff figured out. Praise God. Uh, so that's the project. Next slide. But those are testimonies too. Um, and then we come to App Foundation. I was touching on Anne's project. App Foundation is now 31 years technically. Established three Bible colleges, two Christian schools, 23 simple church buildings have been put up. Support 60 plus native pastors. Purchase 20 plus used motorcycles for them. Next. That's one of our former graduates in Indonesia, the most populous Muslim nation on earth. Dorcas, he has 2,000 people now in his church. It's doubled from them. And actually my... Uh, drive to start that Bible college in Indonesia was right after 9-11. I believe the Holy Spirit put it in my heart and that's my personal revenge for 9-11. Okay, so now there's a church of 2,000 people, not to mention so many of the other graduates who have churches all over that most populous Muslim nation on earth. Next. Uh, two girls who are alumni, they minister to homeless people. By the way, one of my friends in Jakarta, Indonesia sent an Uber to pick me up to take me to his office for lunch. Just to show you how the Holy Spirit's at work. The most populous Muslim country on earth. I op he opens the door, I get in. And here's what I hear blaring from his uh, the CD that's playing. Crucified, laid behind the stone. I'm like in the most populous Muslim country on earth. And I'm like, you Christian. I mean, I'm trying to talk his lingo. He says, praise the Lord. Puji Tuhan in Bahasa Indonesia. God is working in amazing ways. In amazing ways. Next slide. Um, that's a, a batch of our students in, in Indonesia. Next. Uh, our, our graduates. Next. Uh, this is our Fiji Islands project. Next. Uh, graduates in Fiji. Next. Uh, our Christian school in Fiji, next. Uh, having a basketball clinic, next. Uh, lunchtime, next. This is our new project, which is finished and all paid for again. Praise God, next. Uh, this is two acres. We've got nine acres, so seven acres on one side and two acres on the other. For the farmer who sold it to us, he was really ticked off that the a new highway cut through the land. For me, it was dual road frontage. So one man's the food's another man's poison, I have to say. So it was a blessing for us. So we've raised that $20,000 to raise it with clean fill so that it would even survive the, what's called the 100-year flood level. So we're ready now for something to, to happen on that. Next, don't worry, no need for offering, just exciting. That was just part of the construction, which is all finished now. Next, uh, and finished, all finished. Praise God, it was just stages. Next, uh, I need to look back. Oh, that's part of the international rugby field in our, one of our staff quarters. Next. Um, that was when it's under construction. It's finished. Next. Okay. Uh, two of my three books are sold out. There's only one left. 
copies are ten dollars each or eighteen for two or twenty five for three. You can buy three and bless some others with it. That's uh, uh, issues God wants you to deal with. That's finances, which we're going to share exciting testimonies, scorners and mockers, but there's none in Hemfield. Uh, <laughs> relationships. Uh, we're not talking about just guy gal. Just relationships in the body, relationships in the family, but primarily in the body of Christ. Uh, leadership and submission and authority, which we have no concerns within the Wild West, right? With our gun-toting friends, submission and authority. <laughs> Next. Uh, that's it. Uh, you can be involved in multiple ways, but even if you want to get involved with us, we would check with your pastors because we would have met you through them and through them honoring us by inviting us here. So, uh, thank you. There's a little sign-up uh, thing on the table on the back and the books are there. So, that's basically it for the ministry. Let's go on. Pastor said, I'm done. That was my heart. Thank you, congregation, for bearing with my emotions as I I had to just be obedient to the Holy Spirit and share that. God bless you. We love you. Isn't God good? I love to hear testimonies of His goodness and how that He is the God of more than enough. He's the God of abundant supply. And, you know, if He can split a Red Sea, if He can bring quail in from the sky and manna from the heavens, and to an ungrateful lot at that, right? Surely He'll do even more for His children that are called by His name. And so uh, it is an opportunity, I believe, for us to be a part of the financial side of what God is doing and, and working through APT and Door of Hope. And so we're going to take an offering. If you need an envelope, raise your hand and our ushers will bring one to you. And um, this whole offering is going to go to them. So just make sure that you're making it out to CWI. But we don't keep any of it. All of it goes directly to them. <clears throat> And while you're preparing that, I would like to hear from you. Because see, testimonies serve a purpose. And they serve a purpose of showing you that if God would do that for him, he would also meet your needs. If God would do a miracle, I mean, I've received miracles in my life that simply because I heard the testimony of someone else who experienced a miracle like this, so I thought, well, then God would do it for me. You know, I, I believed God for a book one time because I heard the testimony of someone who believed God for a book. It's like, well, if they can believe for a book, then I can too. And so I refused to buy the book. I asked the Lord about it. Didn't tell anybody. And that's happened twice to me. And someone comes and presents me with the book. Well, when you hear financial testimonies in the same way, I just encourage you that, you know what, the Lord wants to do that for you. So whether it's whether you're sowing in the offering tonight or another time or it's just based on what you've already sowed in the past, believe God for his abundant supply to flow through you. And then don't be a lake with it. Be a river. Right. And allow it to flow through you and to do the work of the kingdom. So I would like to hear from you. What are some scripture verses that you like to put your faith to when it comes to sowing financially into the kingdom? Go ahead. Shout it out.
Yes. Yes, wonderful. Any others? Read the last part again. He who will be honored. How about the scripture that talks about your barns being filled, full and overflowing, your vats? But what comes before that? Right? It talks about honoring the Lord with the first fruits of your substance, but the Lord doesn't watch just for the first fruits. Anything you honor him with, this goes far beyond the first fruits, right? That when you honor the Lord, he honors those who honor him. Any other scriptures? Or money, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and in the age to come, eternal life. Amen. So there's blessing now, and then there's blessing that just lasts for eternity. Hallelujah. All right, let's take a hold of, of the, the offering, and let's bless it. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have made available to us seed to sow into your kingdom, seed to sow into the work that you're doing in all these different places. And Father, I just ask you to cause this seed to grow, to sprout, cause this money that's being sent to uh, be at the right place at the right time to accomplish your purposes. Lord, I thank you that you bless APT and Door of Hope mightily, that you meet all their needs just like you promised. And Father, I thank you that you give wisdom and understanding on how and what to do, what to look forward to, what to put their faith to, and what to accomplish. And Lord, here at home, I ask that you give us the vision that we should have regarding missions, regarding uh, working with you here and abroad. Lord, we know that we can do a little bit in our own strength, but with you, we can do so much more. And so we just look to you to to put life into um, and, and that we stay in step with you and what you have um, put before us, that we would walk in increase, that we would walk in abundance and that we would walk in generosity in Jesus' name, and amen. Well, the ushers can wait on the people. And as we always say, the people give to the Lord. Now, why do we always say that? I once had someone come to me and, you know, I, I used to always say that when I would do the offering. You know, the ushers will wait on the people, the people will give unto the Lord. And now Jen has picked that up and she always repeats that at the end of it. And I once had someone come to me and say, well, why do you, why do you say that? It feels like you're trying to manipulate us and you're using your words saying we're going to give. I'm like, no, 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 you're hearing me all wrong. Those that give will do so to the Lord, not to man. That's the purpose of why we say that. Not to try to get you to give but rather to keep your focus on who we give to. All right, um, worship team, you can come once the baskets go past you. And you can stand with me and let's worship Him.
Let's thank him for his faithfulness. I'm sure many of you here have testimony of his financial faithfulness in your life that we can thank him for. Every breath that I can be, I will see the goodness of God. I will see the goodness of God. I will see the goodness. You've been so good, Lord. We bless you. Thank you for your goodness, Father. You know, we've received his love. Undeniably, all of us have been touched by His love. And we've received it. And we've, we've had Him be so good to us. So why? What's it for? Look to your neighbor. It's so that you can pass on God's goodness and love to them. Look to the other side. Yep, them too. That's what God's love and goodness does in us. It flows through us and transforms us. His love and His goodness isn't just for us to feel nice. Come on. It's to be His hands and feet to each other. You know, Paul said do good to all, but especially to the household of faith. Especially to your brothers and sisters. Especially to those who are called by my name. Let's pray. Father, I thank You that You have been good. That You have just been eternally good. And that there's just no badness in You. You're just awesome in every way. Your love is so constant. It's it's intense. It's deep. It's rich. We're grateful for that, Father. And I ask You, Lord, tonight that as we go from this place that Your love and Your goodness in us would be our calling card. That we're good to others. That we love others. That we love our family. That we're good to Your family in special and unique ways that they instantly recognize that's that's God. That's the love of Jesus. That's the love that God has brought into the earth for them. I thank you for it. Lord, we don't want to be lakes. We want to be rivers for you. Useful. So rivers of life spring up all over in Jesus' name and amen. Well, one way we love God is by Loving one another, what we've just prayed about. Everyone's invited. We have a time of fellowship downstairs. Be blessed. Be loving. Be good. everyone. Oh, it's so great to see you all here tonight. Thank you so much for coming, being a part of Church of the Word International here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on this beautiful evening. So great to see the family of God assembling themselves together.
Amen. Love to encourage you in the word of God. Actually, in Revelations 19. After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are all his judgments. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God, who sat on the throne saying, Amen, Hallelujah. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all his servants, and those who fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it was, the voice of a great multitude, as a sound of many waters, as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. And John heard these things. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said, see that you do not do that. For I am a fellow servant of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Then the two most important words, worship God. The whole theme of the Bible is worship God. The revelation of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. He is faithful and true. Let's all stand up together. Faithful and true, righteous in judgment. His eyes are a flame of fire. His head with many crowns. He's clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. Well, let's worship Jesus tonight. and everything in between. Jesus, we honor you tonight. We celebrate you tonight. Our hearts are full of gratitude for who you are, what you've done, and what you are yet to do. We invite you to come and move among your body tonight, Lord. Come and touch the hearts of each and every one here. We desire your presence. We desire to hear your words. We desire you tonight. So come where you are celebrated, loved, and beloved. We thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus. We're so grateful that you are our Father. 
our Heavenly Father. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. We thank you. Well, one way we love God tonight is by loving one another, Jesus in each other. So turn to one another and just tell them you're glad you're here. Let's celebrate together Jesus as family. Well, good evening, everyone. It's good to be back here with you all. I missed last week, and I missed you all. You know, whether you had a good week or a bad week, you're in the right place. Place to be encouraged, to be an encouragement, and love on each other. See from the Lord tonight. All right, well, is there anyone here for the very first time? We would like to welcome you. If this is your first time to Church of the Word International, doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. All right. Well, if you need a cash envelope for your giving, raise your hand. We'll, ushers will see that you get one. Do you fill out all of the blanks if you're giving by credit card? In Psalms 20, I'm going to read to you out of Psalms 20. It says, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the, may the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. So I'm hearing protection and I'm hearing provision. Verse 3 says, May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. How many know it would be a good thing if God looked down on you and remembered the offering you gave? If he looked at your offering and regarded that with favor, that would be a good thing, right? It's a privilege. It's an honor for the Lord to receive our offering. A privilege, a special advantage. You know, when Noah got off of the ark and he gave a burnt sacrifice to the Lord, the Lord looked on that and his response to it was to give him a promise that he's never again going to wipe the earth out with a flood. And then he says, and he blessed Noah and said, be fruitful and multiply. And there was all that. But when, when Noah gave that sacrifice, says the Lord, it was a sweet smell to him. He regarded that with, with favor. And if you look also in, um, thinking of the example of Cain and Abel, you know how Cain, you know, we know that he accepted Abel's offering, but Cain, you know, he didn't. And Cain got all pouty and stuff. And he said, you know, um, You know, if you do well, won't I regard you with favor? Won't I look upon your offering or you with honor? So there's honor. When the Lord accepts our offerings, there's blessing, there's honor, there's protection and favor. Well, I'm pointing this out because just because we give the Lord something. Now, I'm wanting you to take it to every realm of giving. So we give money offerings, but we also give time offerings. We give service offerings. We give lots of ways we we serve the Lord with our life. So, you know, just because we do something for the Lord, it's not an automatic that he receives it, that he looks on it with favor. And I say that because you can see examples from the scripture where he where it was one or the other. Cain and Abel are a prime example. You know, they both brought something to the Lord. The Lord regarded with favor Abel's, but he did not Cain. You got Ananias and Sapphira. You know, all the saints are coming in and giving offerings. And, well, did the Lord not receive theirs? Not really, or at all. So in Malachi 2, it talks about, uh, is it in Malachi 2.13, it talks about the people 
weeping and wailing because the Lord no longer regarded their offerings or accepted them with favor. So, so we just, I'm wanting to bring this out that, well, what's the dividing line? What makes the difference? We, we want God to receive our offerings with favor, to look upon them favorably. What makes the difference? Well, Hebrews chapter 11 says this, By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts, and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. Faith has always been the dividing line. Love for God and faith. You see see this all through. He still desires faith from us. It's not about the actual service or the gift that you bring. It's the heart it was brought in. Heart of faith, love for God, worship, pure, pureness of heart. That's what he's looking for. That's the dividing line. All right, so we want our offerings to be accepted by the Lord. Let's bring them with a pure heart and heart of faith. Amen? All right, take a hold of your tithe. Let's present that to the Lord. Father God, we're so grateful to you tonight, and we just want to worship you with our tithe. We present it to you. We want to honor you. We want to bless you with our life. We want to be people that you are pleased with, well-pleased by everything that we do, every every way we live our lives. Lord, we just thank you so much that we can depend on you to be faithful and true. And we recognize you as our provider. We recognize your presence here with us tonight. We recognize, Lord, that we need you in every facet of life. And you have the answers. There's not one obstacle we could come up against that you don't have the provision and the way through for us. So I just thank you for all that. And I just call these people blessed. And I call their needs met according to your word and your faithfulness in the name of Jesus. And amen. And the ushers can pass the baskets, and the people will give unto the Lord. And where did my bulletin go? (laughs) I had it marked, though. Right here we go. All right. Youth and young adults, impact. Not meeting here tomorrow. It's going to be Monday night. So Monday, July 12th. Just want to point that out. Also, our summer picnic is coming up soon. I believe Debbie has a sign-up sheet in the back. Is that correct? Where you sign up and write what you're going to bring maybe or something like that? How many people? Okay. So please do sign up so we can be prepared. And the details are in the bulletin, so look at that. We have an opportunity to serve in the in the nursery room on Saturday evening. So if you would like to volunteer and serve Jesus by serving one another in that way, please look to Kelly Clark or Reba Balmer. All right. Pastor, I'll turn the time to you. Well, good evening. <clears throat> I want to cover a few things in addition with the announcements that Jan already made. Uh, so tomorrow morning, the City Gate Columbia group is going out. Normally that happens on the first Sunday. However, this week, um, because of the holiday last weekend, is um, they're going out tomorrow, right? Yeah. And so if you are one of the City Gate Columbia people, then uh, stand up and we're going to pray over you before we uh, send you out for the morning. 
All right, look around, identify those who are standing. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you for your grace and ability that you've made available to each one of us and that you said that you would, uh, the believers, signs would follow them at the preaching of your word, Father, at the presenting of, of the gospel, Lord, that you would perform signs and wonders and that you would bring about deliverance at our hand and at our mouth. And so, Lord, I ask You to touch each one of these. Give them words of wisdom, words of knowledge, gifts of the Spirit's move through them. Lord, I ask too that You might give them eyes to see as You see and give them the right word to speak in the right moment. I thank You for this. I I thank You for safety for each one of them. Bless them mightily in Jesus' name and amen. You may be seated. So, um, Eric, if you would, come up here and stand next to me and just make you stand here for a bit while I talk about you. Hopefully we can make him nervous. So, Eric is getting ready to go to, and he's going to be spending time with uh, most of you have just met real recently. And um, so, Eric, I want you to tell us, actually, before we go there, I'm going to talk a little bit more about you. So... If you've been paying any attention at all in this house, you've been seeing him on our safety team and very, very faithful, right? Always there, always in his place. I mean, to the to even the sacrifice of of himself when he should be sitting in here sometimes. Right. And so now with his absence, not only were we short staffed before, we're really short staffed on our safety team. So if you have it at all in your heart, and if you don't have it in your heart, then find it. <laughs> a few of you need to join the team and, and make the uh, make their job easier. So see Jacob. Jacob, wave at everyone. See Jacob. He leads the safety team, and he can help get you uh, set up there. All right, Eric, you tell us a little bit about what um, when you're going, when you're coming back, what are you doing there? Is it just a, a joy trip or... What's happening? All right, yeah, so I'm heading out um, this coming Monday, and I'll be there for about six weeks. I come back August uh, 26th. Okay. Um, I, I really don't have real firm direction on what exactly I'll be doing there other than just serving them. Um, honestly, I just want to help them however I can. I know there's a lot of things um, that the Lord has placed on their hearts, and I just love to be uh, of service and help to them anyway possible yeah see they um since they got home if you were paying attention when they were here during the landmark they got prophesied over and said they need a dream bigger and all these things well they have this community center that they're functioning inside one of the camps and so they can use all the help they can get right so i'm sure eric is going to be used there a lot but now this past week they have opportunity for another community center in another camp that just had this like catastrophic fire in it. So there's this like the Lord said, dream bigger and like get uncomfortable. Boy, he's really adding it on. So I don't know what decision they've made. They're still praying about that. But I'm just reinforcing the point Eric made that there's all kinds of ways that he'll be uh, used there, used of the Lord. And so we're looking to send him out with uh, as an extension from us, just like we send monthly support to them as an extension of us. We also send them people. 
And um, so let's let's commit to praying for Eric while he's there. Is there anything in particular you would like for us to pray for you about? I mean, just direction from the Lord on what I need to be doing um, specifically in helping them. And, and if there's other, basically just leading from the Lord, I guess, just direction. Okay. All right. And if you would like to um, help support Eric while he's over there, you can certainly run that through our offerings and we'll make sure that it gets to him. All right. I would like, um, is Andrew in here? Andrew, we'll, we'll introduce you in a minute, but you have the world on your heart. I want you to come pray with me and uh, we're going to pray. Yeah, you come. I'm just saying, people, if, if anyone's here wondering who's Andrew, you'll learn in a minute. Just know he has the world on his heart and um, that's why I want him to come join me in prayer as we pray over Eric. Father, I thank You so much for Eric and for the heart of service that You've given to him. Lord, I just call forth gifts of the Spirit within him. Father, a sensitivity to Your Spirit, to to Your leading, to Your direction, to Your guidance. Father, um, whisper in his ear. Prompt him on the inside. Cause cause him to know with a firmness um, what is You and what is not. Lord, that You reveal plainly to him each step and how and what he should do. Lord, I ask You to give him favor as he travels there. That You meet every one of his needs. I ask You to meet his needs financially, meet his needs physically. And Lord, with, with language barriers, all these things, I just ask that Your grace increase mightily upon Eric. In Jesus' name. And Amen. Did you? Father, okay. I just thank You for safety for my brother. Yes. Your protection, that your angels are watching over him and the folk out serving you out in the field there. Thank you, Lord, for also your protection in the flights there and back for divine connections, that things will go that uh, as smoothly as could possibly be, that every obstacle would be fended off by your ministering guardian angels in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. <coughs> Also, I want to remind you of the Armada Commission Bible School that is going to be beginning in September and runs the school year. It's a four day a week, half day, really four half days a week of, of Bible school. And um, you can find the brochures on the table in the back lobby. <clears throat> I would like to um, take this opportunity. We don't have it in the bulletin, so you might want to pull out a pen and write this down. On the 13th, next week, on a Tuesday evening, Tuesday evening, 6 p.m., there is a meeting at the Hempfield, uh, Hempfield School Board meeting. Okay, it's right across the street here at the, at the Hempfield Arts Center over here. And they are meeting and deciding whether or not they're going to allow biological boys to compete with the girls on their sports team as well as into the bathrooms. And so this has been an ongoing issue there that they've been dealing with and had a board meeting already. But what we need is for people to come to that meeting in support of all those that are speaking out against this. You know, we have uh, we have compassion for those that are struggling with their sexual identity and who they are and all these things. And we want to see people like that come to complete freedom 
On the same hand, we cannot allow um, their situation to be now completely robbing equity from all of our girls. And so we have to not only walk in compassion, but we have to walk in wisdom. We need to rise up and, and, and make a statement. So if anybody is here that would like to speak at the school board meeting, you're welcome to do so. Um, we just have to let them know by Tuesday. Um, I think it's by 4 p.m. on Tuesday. And then they'll get you on the docket and you can speak. The one stipulation is, is that you have to be a Hempfield school resident. Okay, so that disqualifies, I know, many of us, but there's a few of you that do live inside the Hempfield School District, and you could speak to that if you want to. I had a, uh, a pastor, Kurt Weaver, reached out to me, and he was like, hey, we're looking for pastors, we're looking for believers to speak at this event and to have something to say regarding this, and so he asked, would you please tell your tell your people? I said, oh, I already planned on it. So uh, it's good to hear that there is a large group of people that are, are not going to go along with this just sitting down. So that is 6 p.m. next Tuesday at the um, Performance Arts Center. It's 200 Stanley Avenue, Landisville. So if you're taking notes, 200 Stanley Avenue here in Landisville. I'm going to be there, and um, I certainly invite as many of you uh, to join me in, in, in attendance. Two more things I want to cover before we bring up Brother Andrew is um, this morning Jonathan Layman's mother went to go be with the Lord and she had been battling cancer for, for a little while now and um, they were believing for a miracle and for healing and for life and anyway she went to go be with the Lord so now they're dealing with that transition of her moving and from here to there. And, um, you know, he said that he, he keeps thinking about what she's experiencing. And so what I encourage you to do is to, you know what, be the family of God to them, provide comfort to them, and um, see how you can be a blessing to them. And that's, that's Jonathan and, and Elizabeth Lehman. And also, we're going to pray for them in just a moment. And, and in that prayer, I'm going to also include um, about my family. I have a first cousin who, she's about my age, and she has a number of children. And today, they just had massive tragedy in their family. And um, they have a 20-year-old son and a 15-year-old son that drowned trying to get a calf out of a pond. And I'm, I don't know the details yet, but their 18-year-old daughter um, got her head stepped on by a horse also. And in, in, I don't know what was going on. I don't have details yet. And she's unresponsive in the hospital. And so there's a 15-year-old and a 20-year-old that are gone. The 18-year-old is, you know, in, in a bad shape. And... Something like that just makes you see how foul the devil is, right? And that he really does have plans to destroy people. And they don't have the understanding that you and I do. A lot of times these things get blamed on the Lord and he gets the credit for them. And 
that's sad alone, right? <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to pray <laughs> and just lift them up. Father, I thank you so much that you have made available to us life, life abundantly, life eternal. Lord, thank you that you made us, gave us the way to be your children and to be called yours. And thank you for Jonathan's mother, Judy, for all the time they had with her. I thank you, Lord, that um, you just touched Jonathan and Elizabeth and their entire family, their extended family, that you comfort them in this time and in this season. Lord, that you would be so near and dear to them that they it's just undeniable your presence with them. And Father, I ask you to remind them in those moments where grief wells up, I ask you to remind them of what mama is experiencing right now and how she is with the Lord. And and I thank you for doing this. And Lord, I also lift up my family members that are suffering this horrible tragedy right now. And I just ask you, Lord, to touch them, comfort them. And, and I ask for life for this girl, that she be raised up and, and nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing displaced, Lord, but that it just be a testimony of your healing power in the midst of this horrible situation. And Father... I know there's a lot of lies that get agreed with during this time about you and about your character. And, and so I'm asking you, Lord, to um, arrest those lies and to bring up within them the truth and that those agreements not be made, that you protect the minds of the little ones that, and the little children during this time. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name and amen.